Hello, this is Queen Peacock Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about sexual assault. We will be talking about my experience that I just experienced on February 17th, 2020. This story, before I begin, I will first would like for my listeners to know that I am okay with being a victim, that I am okay with being a survivor, and that I will be okay once I take my time, reevaluate who I am and whose I am, and God will heal the rest. So before I begin this story, please leave your judgments out, leave your opinions out, and just open up your ears because it can be something simple that can get you assaulted. And that one assault can damage you for life. Or that one assault can make you a better person. Excuse me. So, here we go. On February 16th, 2020, I was in the kitchen cooking with my mother laughing and joking we were cooking two totally different things she was cooking something for work and I was cooking for something a Sunday dinner a seafood uh, spicy noodle Sunday dinner I had huge crabs and the noodles were just I had angel hair noodles that were soaked in the crab sauce that I made to go on top of the, the top of the snow crabs and Oh my God. And I also had spinach. Spinach mixed in with it. Because my mother, she was sauteing some spinach. So I was like, why not go ahead and add it in there? So, you know, I had all that going. And I'm just, you know, walking back and forth around the house. And I'm watching Housewives of Atlanta. I'm pretty entertained at this time. Not thinking about going anywhere. Not thinking about doing anything. But just thinking about eating this food. Sipping some wine and going to sleep until my phone rings ring 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 hey girl how you doing oh girl I'm over here chilling with some homeboys I want to see if you want to come down the street and chill um what y'all doing down there girl we ain't doing nothing we just laughing, joking, and drinking with each other and eating food. I do this all the time with them. Um, I don't know yet. Maybe, maybe. This time, some of the at this time, some of the wine had kicked in. Well, you know what? I just cooked some food, and since you said that you have food already down there, I can we can make it a potluck. I'll bring the food that I cooked. It's no way I'm going to eat it all. Okay, girl. 
Come on down. Let me send you the address. As I make my way down there, I walk up the stairs with my friend and the person she the, the man that she was with. He had two other men in his house as well. Now, I understand you're probably thinking it's a Sunday night. What are, What is everybody doing on the Sunday nights trying to party? Shouldn't people be getting ready for work? Well, usually this would be the time. I wish I had a job to go to the next day. The week prior, I was laid off from work. And my friend, she doesn't work and she has four kids. Her baby's father was at the house watching the kids while she hangs out with her homeboy. Quotation marks, her homeboy. And so me not to be the one who judge and get in other people's relationships, I don't look at it as if I'm involved in that catastrophe of a mess because it's something I wouldn't necessarily do. But she's good people. So I thought. So as we make our way upstairs, we open the door. I have my pan full of crabs and spicy noodles that are fresh, smelling good, and I set it on the table. I greet myself to the other two men And we all laugh, and we drink, and we eat, and we play dominoes. The night is going on, and we're laughing, and we're drinking, and we're still playing dominoes, and all of a sudden, my friend starts to get frustrated. She's getting frustrated because now she is ready to go. I lost track of time. I hadn't paid attention to the time because... Of the because of the domino game we were playing, it was interesting and I was winning. So, how she got there, you're probably thinking, why didn't she just drive home? Well, she couldn't. Here's one of the reasons why I think she asked me to come out that night. Now, I don't know for sure how she got to his house. Even though we all don't live far from each other, I would say if it's walking distance, but it's not a, I, I wouldn't walk it unless I necessarily had to. From each of our houses, I would say probably a 45 minute walk from each person's house. So I don't know if she walked to his house earlier that day. Because I don't think she would have him pick her up in front of her house where her baby daddy stays with the four kids. But at the end of the day, it was late and she was ready to go home. And I have a car. And since I wasn't ready, I was like, give me five more minutes. No, I got to get home. I got to get home. I got kids. I have kids. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but I have kids. I got to get home. She's all panicking, fussing. She just went from happy to all of a sudden, she has to have her way and she has to have it now. She has to get home and her kids are all of a sudden an excuse. Now, I made a left out the time that I got there. 
I got there originally at 10 something at night on a Sunday night. Most people would think a woman with four kids wouldn't be out that late at night. Me, I have no kids and no job. She has no job, but she has a job because she has four kids that she should be, you know, attending to. These late, this late at night on a Sunday night so she can make sure her kids are ready to go to bed. But like I said, I had no judgment. What you do in your relationship is what you do in your relationship. So, she's fussing. I'm like, okay, just give me a second. I'm just trying to, I'm about to win this game. Give me five more minutes, blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like she's acting like a spoiled brat. You know, it's pushing time. My baby about to get up, blah, blah, blah. It's about to be two o'clock in the morning and so on and so forth. And I really didn't realize that it was about to be two o'clock in the morning. It probably literally went in one ear and out the other because at this time I didn't had a drink and I I had a few drinks and uh, the wine that I had at home. And I also miscalculated that I took a sleeping pill I had forgotten I took taken my sleeping pill it didn't dawn on me that I taken that sleeping pill while I was at home cooking and that sleeping pill is Ambien Ambien people with um, you hear the rumors that Ambien will knock you out and that is very much so true but what a lot of people don't know what Ambien can also have you do is that ambient can also make you move around for very long periods of time. Like shop, some people shop online, um, stay up and still shop online. Some people eat on, cook and eat on Ambien. Some, I sometimes sit out on my porch for another two hours, even though I have Ambien in my system. Heck, at this point right now, I have Ambien in my system. And I'm telling you this whole story that is about to happen. That happened to me. So I'm not, I, I've completely forgot about the ambient that I had in my system. So she gets upset and she tells one of the dudes, not the dude that brought her, that, that she was with to take her home, but another dude that was there that was playing at the domino game. He was mostly taking a score. And I guess he got tired of her fussing. And I wasn't budging because I got tired of her trying to, I felt like slightly bullying me. Like, you, how can you like all of a sudden just want to get up? You called me out here. And all of a sudden you want to tell me you ready to go. And that's to me, it's kind of like offensive a little bit because it's just like, okay, we're about to get ready to go. So your own main reason to call me out here was just to take you home. And that's what you thought I was supposed to just up and leave and do. And normally I do, but I was having a good time just playing some dominoes. And on top of that, like I said, we drank. Well, I got to get home. My baby about to wake up and she need her bottle. And my baby daddy, he can't get up out his sleep to go give her a bottle. Okay. I guess it's your turn now to take care of the kids. You work the night shift. So... We had a few little small words, and I and I tell her, okay, I'm going to talk to you when we get, I'm going to talk to you in the morning when I see you, because I felt like her attitude was just like, ugh, 
like uh like I'm just finna finish playing this game she gets taken home as she gets taken home I'm sitting at the table and I think I have I didn't have another drink but I laughed a, a few more times and all of a sudden bam the ambient kicks in and I'm telling them, I was like, I don't feel too good. And I can't drive home like this. Only feeling like I have a small of a safe spot. Only because the dude that she was with is also really close friends with one of my other friends. And she always raves about this dude. And how cool he is. And how every time she's over there with all his homeboys, that he treats, treats her like a queen. So I'm closer to that friend that I know who knows the, who knows the dude that the girl that I was with at the house that I was with is I'm closer to her. So I was I, I felt like it was a safe spot and it was his spot, you know, because I took her word on it. What I didn't realize is that the other two dudes that were in his house were also staying with him. And he has a one-bedroom apartment. So I, it really didn't dawn on me that it was two other dudes, grown men, staying with him. So he tells me he walks out the room because he was already tipsy and he was already drunk. And it's only me, him, and the other dude that I was playing dominoes with. And he says, oh, you're good. Just go sit down. Lay down if you need to. Get up in the morning time and just go home. It's no biggie. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. I was like, I just can't move. I said, I, I'm really just like, I'm really just really, you know, out of, I'm, I feel like I'm about to just black out some. And I just need to lay down just for a little bit. You're good. You're good. Nobody's going to bother you. I said, okay. So I lay down on the couch. And I lay down on the couch. And I lay down on the couch. And somewhere in the midst of me laying down on the couch, I start to throw up. I was laying on my back. And so as I'm throwing up, the dude that I was playing dominoes with, he said he heard me gargling. So he got me up to go throw up in the restroom. He helped me throw up in the restroom and that I had threw up on him. He said, after I threw up, I wiped my face. And he said he laid me back down on my back. I, as I laid back down on my back, not full of throw up on my shirt, I lay down and I pass out. As I'm in this comatose state, but still have some type of feeling, I notice that maybe I couldn't give you a time, but I'm sure he had to wait at least a good 15, 20 minutes to make sure I was out. The lights were out, and he attacks me. He attacks me, and at this time, the man who dropped off my friend to her house had already came back home. 
He was on the couch across from me. He was asleep, knocked out. And I'm laying there on my back in a comatose state, but very droggy, very knocked out. And the first minute that I felt him down by my vagina, my privates, and him putting his mouth between my sweatpants and my vagina, I thought that I was hallucinating. And then I cracked open my eyes just enough and I see his head down there. And I'm telling him, no, 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 stop. Unable to move, trapped in my body, trapped in this world of confusion and a dream, a nightmare, a horrible nightmare. Was this really happening to me? Was this really happening to me? I couldn't believe it. But I couldn't make it, I couldn't get up. So then he decides to move. And he gets off me. Not for certain that I was safe. But I had probably a good 10 more minutes of safety that I felt before he came again. This time, I think he felt like she needs to be a little bit more drunker, a little bit more out of there, and then she can't tell me no. So he comes again. He pulls down my pants, not all the way down, but fur enough, further enough for him to put his mouth on my private parts. And he goes and starts to give me fellatio. And I'm telling him, no, 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 stop. And before I knew it, I passed out. Not knowing what else he could what else he did to me not knowing at all so morning starts to rise and the two men that were in the living room with me the one that was on the other side of the couch to sleep and the one who assaulted me get up to go to work the one who owns the house stays at home so when it's time for my assaulter my attacker my predator my demon the despicable person that walks this earth because they have no they have they have nothing but darkness in them weakness in them torment in them hurt in them trapped they're trapped in their own bodies their own mind they're trapped when he wakes up he puts on his clothes and I'm still asleep 
And I still don't see, see people wandering around. But the only reason why I know when he left is because he takes the cover, he pulls it up on me as if he was tight, as if he was tucking me in, and he gives me a kiss on my forehead as if we had intimate love that we both consented of. And he walks out the door. I fall back out to sleep. Not sure if that really did happen, but damn near sure that happened because of that kiss on the forehead. And when he gave me that kiss on the forehead, I thought it, 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 it made me think like, who kisses a stranger on the forehead before they go to work and you don't even know them? It's one thing to throw some cover on top of a person who's cold, but to kiss him on the forehead? I wasn't dreaming. I wasn't having a nightmare. This man assaulted me. I pop out, pop up a few hours later, knowing that I did not hallucinate it, knowing that this really did happen. His friend walks out of his back room and he says, are you okay? And I says to him, no, I'm not okay. Why was your friend down there trying to eat me out? Oh, I don't know anything about that. I was drunk, passed out in my room. Okay, that's fine. But did you not hear what I said? Why was your friend with the glasses on trying to eat me out while I was passed, knocked out, passed out sleep? Man, I don't know. I'm going to have to call him about that because that's not right. We don't do that around here. No, we don't do that around here. Upset, I grab my things and I leave out. I realized that my car was parked across the street from his apartment. So I asked him if he could take me across the street to my car because I wasn't finna walk over there. He says, okay. Like, that's the least you can do, sir. As I'm downstairs waiting by his car, my friend, she calls me. Hello? Hello? I'm just calling to see if you're okay. Are you okay? No, I'm mad at you. You mad at me? Yes, you left me. Well, hold on now. You can't get mad at me because I left you. You the one who wanted to stay. Now, you can't be telling me that I did you something wrong and you the one who wanted to stay. Da-da-da, trying to tell me I left you. I tried to tell you, let's go. But you didn't want to go. You wanted to stay. And she just ranted on and on and on and on and on and hung up in my face. I kept trying to tell her, you don't understand what just happened. I don't care what happened. You should have left when I left. Because it was all about her. This is how you lose good friends. Her words. You're going to lose good friends like this. Because I didn't leave you. You chose to stay. So, 
she hangs up in my face. I immediately call the friend that I told you about earlier, who's close friends with the dude that owns the house. And I tell her about my situation. She had open ears. She was non-judgmental, and she was mortified about my situation. She talked, she gave me some encouraging words. She said it wasn't right, no matter if you decided to leave or stay. They had no right. He had no right. It doesn't matter if you was passed out drunk. He had no right. It doesn't matter if, she, you know, if y'all, it, it, he had no right. It, it wasn't anything that she was going to tell, that I could tell her that I feel like I made the mistake of not leaving. I made the mistake of forgetting that I took that sleeping pill. I made the mistake of, um, you know, going over there on that Sunday when I should have just stayed at home because I was already about to enjoy my night at home. She made me know that no matter what decision you made, even if you was on that couch but naked, and you did not tell him to touch you, he has no right. Now, we all know that all of this is true. I know it's true. But when you're in the situation, you take a lot of accountability of the decisions you made that left you wide open to get assaulted. I'm not proud of me blacking out at that house full of men. I'm not proud of that. Just because I had a good time with them does not mean that um, I should have stayed. But I had to make a a responsible decision to also not drive in the condition that I was in. And that was one of my reasons because I told him, I said, I cannot drive like this. I need to lay down. So that was one of the decisions, that was my main decision, why I ended up trying to, you know, lay down, rest my eyes for a little bit so I can get up and drive. So I told her. I told her what the other friend said and how she went off on me telling me that I'm the one who stayed. I have no business being mad at her, blah, 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 blah. Now, when I said to her, I'm mad at you because you left me, really, to be honest with you, it was just something like the first thing that came out my mouth because I didn't know what to say. I wasn't really so much mad at her that she left me. I was just mad at the situation, and I'm sure I would have came around to it. But the plot thickens. Just wait. So I decide to call to call the, um, to call the friend on three-way with the person that I was already on the phone with who gave me some encouraging words and made me feel better about myself. And I told my friend, I said, I want you to listen to her reaction and see how she talks to me. See how she won't let me get a word out. See how she makes it all about herself. Just listen, don't say anything. I had that inkling to do that, and I'm glad that I followed my first mind to do that. This way, I had a witness 
somebody who can come back to me and let that person let me know that person is not your real friend. I heard that person, how they mishandled you and your situation. So I call her on three-way. My friend is on the other line, has her phone on mute. And I say, Cree, I said, I'm trying to call you, tell you the situation that happened. It don't matter. You are, you're, um, you're trying to tell people that I left you, this and that, this and that, and I didn't leave you. You the one who wanted to, I told you I had to get home to my kids. My kids come first. Remind you, this is a woman who said her kids come first. Four kids, but she's gone with three other dudes at their house on a Sunday night and all of a sudden when the clock strikes two it's it's an issue but her kids come first and I can respect that if that's how she wants to put her kids first okay and I said that's fine Cree I'm not tripping about that anymore I don't care but you just can't be sitting here making me feel like I'm the one who left you and you didn't left me and da, da, da. And she just kept going on and on and on this is how you lose good friends right here this is how you lose good friends you the one who think that you should be doing this and doing that ain't nobody tell you this and that this and that and I tell and then I told her I said Cree I said, can you shut up? I had to scream because she would not stop talking. It was all about her. It was all about her. I was thinking, you selfish bitch. How can it all all be about you? It's not even a big deal that you left. This is not what I'm calling you for. Shut up. I'm calling you to tell you I was sexually assaulted last night. What? Oh, I'm sorry to hear about that happen to you, friend. But I'm the one who told you you should have got up and you should have left with me. Don't be trying to go around telling people that you uh that uh, that I left you and this and that, this and that. And that's the problem now. If you would have got your ass up like I said, this would have never happened to you. Now I don't know what to tell you, but that's why you that's why you're gonna lose out on a good friend just like that because you didn't want to get get up. You were sitting there trying to argue with me last night. You was trying to play dominoes. You was trying to do this. You was like the one. You was like uh. You was like, give me five minutes, give me five minutes. I'm telling you, I got to go home, feed my kids, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, it ain't about all of that anymore. It's not about that anymore. So she's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. It is about that. Because if you would have just listened. I said, I didn't know that I was going to pass out. I said, I had forgot that I took my sleeping pill when I, before I had left to go with y'all. I had, was already on my sleeping pill, and I was already moving around. I forgot. Well, if you would have said that you had something in your system before beforehand uh, on the phone with me, I would have told you to stay at home. I said, how can I tell you? what I got in my system beforehand if I forgot that I took the de- a small sleeping pill and I had been moving around the house all that time how, how can I forget how can I tell you something that I have forgot I took if I would have remembered I took it I 
would have never went out. I would have told you that. Well, I don't know, Tay. And then she went on, making it about herself again. With her sad apology of, oh, I'm sorry that happened to you, friend. But, uh, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. That right there was strike two. So then, I'm racking my head, trying to piece as much information as I can together. I leave out the house. I said, I'm finna go back to that house. I'm finna find out what's this Nick, what's this dude name is that sexually assaulted me. I'm finna find out exactly what happened. You know, the night prior that I that I can't remember what happened. I'm finna find out. And, and I'm only and I went back on over there with my phone on speaker with my other friend who's cool with the dude. So if anything happens, she she she'll hear it. But I was furious. And it may not have been a smart decision, but I needed to know answers. Because I didn't want to let this slide. And I wasn't going to let it slide. So when I pulled back up to his house, he says, oh, you forgot your charger. I said, no, I'm not just worried about that charger. I need to know, do you know anything that I'm missing in my head? Because that's all I remember is doing this, this, that, in that order, telling you that I, um, I wasn't feeling good. You, he said, yeah, I remember I told you to lay down. Go ahead and lay down. And I went in my room. I was drunk and I was knocked out sleep. And that was it. And I said, exactly. That's what I thought that, that happened. But then it's some, uh, it's some other things that occurred after that. He, so after I explained to him, my friend on the phone had also heard him say, oh, no, we ain't, we're not going to play that. Um, I, I'm going to try to call him. I try to call him at work, but sometimes he can't answer the work phone. But I did try to call him at work. He said, I'm going to try to get at, get after him. And if this shit went down, then I'm going to tell the nigga he got to give me his paycheck. I said, his paycheck? What he got to give it to you for? If anybody should be getting that paycheck, it should be me. And then some. If, if he's going to take it the way he took it, why should you get a paycheck? You're, why, should, why should you get a paycheck? You know, that's, that was weird to me. Like, what you taking his paycheck for? Well, how about call the cops? How about kick him out your house? How about uh, beat him up because he's a predator? How about that? I mean, don't beat them up on the sake of me. Beat them up on the sake of that you don't fuck with rapists. You don't hang with rapists. And you didn't know that he was a rapist. And you can't have that type of shit around you. How about that? What is little paycheck supposed to do? I, 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 I don't understand. I mean, even if I would have got the money, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have done me no good. I was still going to do my next steps that I did. So... We leave, I leave out the house. I'm racking my brain. My friend, I had, oh, I, I skipped over a part, I'm sorry. Because my friend, she convinced me to go to the hospital, the emergency care room. And I did go to the emergency care room. And um, the emergency care room said they couldn't do a rape kit on me because they didn't have that, that type of equipment. And, you know, they have all this type of stuff where I have to go to an actual um, hospital. And so that's after I came from the emergency care room. Then I went to his house because, you know, I'm frustrated. I'm angry and everything. And I went to his house 
And then I come back home. And I didn't go to the emergency room because I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm still in the clothes from last night. I still got evidence all over me. And then I start to beat myself up. I start to beat myself up for making such a foolish mistake. For forgetting that I took my sleeping pill. For drinking. For knowing that I should have stayed my ass at home like I planned on doing. For not following my first mind. For staying over there. I start to beat myself up. And maybe I should just chunk it to the game and not worry about it. I maybe maybe I just want to forget about this all happened. He just he he took he already took it. He already took it from me. There's nothing I could do about it now. I'm so fucking stupid. Why the fuck did I get up and go? Why didn't I leave with her and just say, fuck it, I'm just gonna stop the game? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Start to beat myself up. And I took a bath. Because now I want to wash it all off. So, after talking to my friend on the phone for some time, we end up calling back to, she called her her friend that owns the house on three-way with me. She says, have you talked to old dude? He says, yeah, let me put him on three-way now. She puts, he puts him on three-way, and I tell him, why would you do what you did last night? Why would you be trying to eat me out while I'm like, you know, I'm out of there, like I'm in a comatose state? Why would you do that? Here's his tone. Ma'am, I would never do that. I put that on my sister and my mother. I would never touch a stranger like that. I don't do things like that. Yes, you did, and I know you did. No, I did not. You don't remember when you threw up and I had to help you um, help you up and throw up and you threw up on me and then I helped you to the restroom. I laid you back down on the couch on your back. I said, yeah. His friend's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't tell me you threw up. You didn't tell me you threw up. I was like, I threw up, but I didn't think it was like a big part of the deal of what really happened and my friend she says she told me early this morning she threw up so she, I said and besides that I'm still piecing stuff together I don't think throw up has anything to do with what happened to this what happened to me and how he assaulted me so throwing up is not even a factor of, 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 of information that should be given I don't even understand you're, you're trying to, what, what you, you flipping now? You flipping sides now? Well, I'm just saying, you, you missing some parts of your story. No, I'm not. I, I'm missing the, I'm missing where I need to get to. And that's how I know where I needed to get to that he assaulted me. No, I did not, ma'am. Yes, you did. And I don't care anything that you say. You did do it. You did do that. And I know you did it. I said, why would you pull the, I said, so why would you pull cover over me before you left for work and kiss me on my forehead? Didn't you kiss me on my forehead? Well, yeah, I kissed you on your forehead. So my friend says, well, sir, you just said that you wouldn't touch touch a stranger like that. Why would you kiss her on her forehead if you don't know her? He got shook. 
He didn't know really what to say. So, after that, unbeknownst to me and my friend who's on the phone, her friend who owns the house says, oh, Cree's in the store. She's about to come out. She may got something to say. And here she comes. She gets on the phone. Now, you know, uh, I you around here still on her bull shit about her, about her. You go around here telling everybody I left you, all your fucking friends. You don't know me. You don't know how I rock down. You don't, you don't know how I get down. You 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 messing with the wrong one. You you messing with the wrong one. Trying to make me look like I'm the one who did you wrong. I didn't do you wrong. I asked your ass to get up. You can ask them. Da-da-da-da-da. It was like, yeah, she did try to tell you get up. She did try to tell you because she was broke around the house all mad and angry because she was ready to go. And I said, still. That has nothing to do with what happened until she just kept going on and on and on and on about time that you let all your friends know I wasn't even finna tell anybody. And I'm thinking, bitch, bitch, you wasn't finna tell anybody. First off, this ain't your fucking story to tell, bitch. This is my story to tell. Secondly, you need to Calm the fuck down and stop trying to make this situation about yourself because it's not about you. Yes, it is about me. You need to keep my name out your mouth. Y'all don't need to hear nothing about me. I don't want to hear, hear or see nothing about you. Da, 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 da. I said, girl, if you still stuck on uh, the fact that you think I told everybody that you left me, you're crazy. Because I didn't make it about you, honey. I didn't make it about you. I told them the story of how it went down, how it led up to. I said, you left, I stayed. I didn't say you abandoned me. I didn't say that you were sitting you, you were sitting there watching me get uh, assaulted. I didn't say any of that stuff. I said she was ready to go home. I was still trying to play dominoes. She left. She she needed to go home to her kids, and I stayed and played dominoes. Because at the time, I was fine as what I thought I was. So she left. Now, what they make out of it is what they make out of it. Because some people feel like it doesn't matter. We, when we, if we're there together, we leave together. No one is left behind. Regardless, if you have kids, you should have made um, acceptable arrangements for your kids for incidents like this. So, she's all upset, still making it about herself. And I'm still dumbfounded that this trifling ass bitch went back to these niggas' houses after I told her I was sexually assaulted. She had just recently, that same day, probably three hours earlier, trying to talk all that smack, all that shit, had called these niggas some bum-ass niggas. You want to stay around them bum-ass niggas? You we should have left. Mind you, these bum-ass niggas are the ones you're around right now. After you knew what I just told you that happened to me. Then she goes on in the midst of the conversation of making it about herself. 
um, saying, you can't be playing with people's lives like this, uh, Nicole. You can't be playing with people's lives like this. You, you know, you can't be sitting here telling stories and the, and the dudes in the background, uh-huh, because your story has changed up. And then my other friend on the other line, she, she, like, her story has not changed. She's been saying the same story since she has told me this morning. Her story has not changed. That has more things that has started to occur, and she's starting to piece together. Has It's coming up. It makes, yes, it, it is, because that's usually what happens when you are had a blackout and you're trying to figure everything out. It's not all going to make sense, but once you get it figured out, because that's the reason why she decided she needed to call everybody that was in, that was there prior to the incident to find out how and what if she knew that she wasn't that damn delusional, that she can remember all the way to the incident what was up. So no, her story has not changed. She's telling the truth. And then the girl, Creed, is still yelling. It's still still going at it. It's still going at Kate, you cannot get a word in with her. She loves to hear herself talk. She's talking about this messes up her reputation. And um, baby, if I would have told you what I feel about what your reputation really is like, and now the light way for me to tell you what your reputation is like is that you are a person that will always go through hardships because the way you treat people. That is your reputation. You're the repu- you have the reputation of somebody who always feel like nobody loves them, nobody cares about them. You have no, you you can't get up off your feet. You're not living the way you want to live. You um your mother doesn't love you. You you're you're the person that lives like that. And I can see why you think that you should protect your reputation of not leaving your friend behind because you think that's what I told them, that you abandoned me because you've been abandoned so many times in your life. But I did not put that on you. I told them. She said she had to go. She was upset. She had to go. She needed to be with her kids. But at the end of the day, you left me. I stayed behind. And those were our choices. Period. And I'm getting tired of you. Keep trying to make this about you because I don't give a fuck. If you would have left me there, and I, if I would have, if you would have left me there, uh, half-ass naked, it still didn't give him the right to touch me. I wouldn't care if you actually left and you just left. You really did abandon me. It still don't give that man the right to touch me. I don't care if I did remember that I threw up on him. I don't care if the if I left my charger there. If I didn't, I, I forgot I left my charger there. I don't care um, if uh, who. I don't care about none of that. What I care about is why did this man feel like it was okay for him to put his mouth on me, for him to violate my body? She was not trying to hear that. She was all rah-rah about those niggas that she called bum-ass niggas to hang out with because she needs attention because her four babies, beautiful babies at home, don't give her enough attention. And apparently her baby father, who watches her kids, don't give her enough drama and attention because she just previously had drama with him. But that's not my business. So, 
she goes on to a point, it was just a dead end, and I had already made my, my mind up. I no longer want to associate myself with her. I no longer want to see her. I understand that we hang out in the same group of friends um, or whatnot, but I know how to distance myself and I know how to be cordial. Because it may not be that she did me wrong in a matter of violation the way that man did, but what she did do is she violated me as a friend and not be there for me and not have enough integrity to be a friend, to not even hang out with the dudes I just said assaulted me. But you need so much attention to still go back out with these niggas and still ha ha he he with them as if I'm lying. You still need that much attention. The friend, the good friend that that's cool with the dude that owns the house, she said, I wouldn't have went back over there, and that's my friend. I wouldn't have went back over there the next day, and you just told me this information today. I wouldn't have took myself over there. I would have been trying to make sure you're okay. I would have been trying to make, we would have, we would have been able to talk out that whole little small miscommunication of who left who, who stayed behind, because that's nothing. And I told her, exactly, I know. But the way she talked to me, the way she made it out to be about herself and even had the audacity. Now get this, y'all. She had the audacity to say, I can't play victim, that I'm not a victim because she left and I stayed behind. I'm not a victim. I, my mouth dropped. This is after the fact I told her I was assaulted. My mouth dropped. I was like, okay, you're nothing to me. In fact, even if an apology would come from her, I wouldn't even accept it. I don't, you don't have to accept everybody's apology. That's not what God says. You don't have to accept everybody's apology. I don't want to accept an apology for somebody I don't respect. And sure in the hell don't have enough respect for me nor their own selves. So, no. I wouldn't even want an apology even after some elders or somebody else got in her ear and say, you tripping with yourself, how you was acting. Because you missed out on a good friend. She didn't. You did. Because they know what type of friend I am. Because the type of friend I am, I would have stayed and waited five minutes. Or told her, girl, we finna go, like now. Uh-uh, uh we finna go. I gotta get, I gotta go. And made, and made her get up and go. That's the type of friend I am. The type of friend she is, she grown, make your own decisions, do, it, do whatever, blah, 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 blah. And try to pop off. And you know, to each his own. To each his own. I'm not mad about that either. But I'm mad about how she tried to tell me I'm not the victim. 
but then she sat here and played the role of a whole victim thinking that her reputation of leaving a good friend behind was fucking up her reputation she's the victim go fucking figure okay I will never take an apology for her this is work that I will have to do to not only to forgive my own self actions which I'm moving quite along with that very well I'm going to struggle to forgive her but I don't need an apology from her I don't want an apology from somebody I don't respect and they don't respect themselves and I think she literally actually turned the knife in my back when she went out with them same dudes less than 24 hours later probably talking about me probably hip hip and ran about me I don't care I don't care because that drove me they gave me more motivation to do what I had to do next so after I get off the phone with that shenanigan I lay down in bed I wait till my mom gets home I stay quiet she said, you, you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. And then I start crying. Now, there's been times that I have disappointed my mom because I made her drink too much. Um, you know, I may have done some things that I was supposed to be doing. And I put myself in positions that I put myself in. Shamed. I was shamed to tell my mom what happened. I was shamed. But I told her. She wasn't... The look on her face was in between disgust. I told you, I told you this. I told you about, your, about drinking and going out. And sadness. My poor baby. My poor baby. When is she ever going to learn? God. To get your ass up and take your ass to the hospital. Did you take a bath? Yes, I took a bath. I was just, no. You get your ass up and you go to that emergency room right now. Get up. Hell, if when I finish my second shift, uh, I'll come and I'll go sit, out, sit down there with you. You want me to go with you? Yes, I just didn't have nobody to go with me. And I just like, I don't know what to do. Well, you know what? When I got raped, guess what I had to do? I had to get my ass on the bus as soon as that fool got up off me. Took my ass down there to LBJ. And I had to wait hours before somebody seen me just so they could do this rape kit on me. You got a car. I didn't have nobody. I was on a bus and it was cold and raining. But if you need somebody, when I finish my second, when I finish my shift at work tonight, I'ma come and we gonna go together. Okay, okay. She lays down, take a quick nap. I lay down next to her, thinking, holding her, 
needing a mother's love, being a big old baby, but that's the time that I needed to be. I told her, I said, I, did, I didn't want to tell her what happened, but in previous conversations, I told her, sometimes I hold too much stuff in and that's when I have a panic attack and I pop off and don't realize it and everything starts to spiral out. So I wanted to tell her as soon as it happened and just have to deal with it. She said, what do you thought I was gonna tell you? You shouldn't have done it? I was like, yeah, I don't know. You would have said it, but your face pretty much said it all. But she didn't tell me that. She didn't say you need to start doing, but she didn't go and preaching. She just only preached about me getting my ass up and going to the emergency care room. Telling me, even if I took that bath, still take my ass up there and take the clothes that I had on and give it to him. So she left to go to work. I lay down, still thinking for about another hour. And I'm thinking, at this point, it's not fair that my mother has to get up and, I mean, have to leave work and then take my grown ass down to the emergency room to sit with me for hours. And she's tired. She just, she just left her full-time job and then went to her second-time job and was going to go back to her full-time job just so she can get her laptop so she can work at home because she knew it was going to be a long night. And I'm like, that's not fair. That's not fair. So I got up. And I went, got my clothes that I had on, put them in a bag. And I quietly walked out the house. And I went to LBJ. (sighs) The wait wasn't so long. It wasn't that long at all, actually. You know, I made a like, waited maybe like an hour and a half in a waiting room. And then um, they, they, they admitted me to a room. And I think they did, did it so fast because um, they classify assault, assault, rape and assault victims as trauma. So they have to move them fast because of the DNA that's on their body. They want to make sure that they can collect as much as they can. So, as I'm um, getting, um, you know, sitting in, sitting in a room, a doctor and a nurse comes in. Um, they kind of run me down, telling me it's not my fault. It doesn't matter, you know, giving me that same encouragement, that same, um, you know, no, no one deserves that. It's not your fault. Someone in a little bit which we will have a nurse. She's our investigation nurse. She's the one who's going to perform the rape kit on you. I have t- She comes in. I tell her my story. I mean, before she comes in, the police officer comes in. I tell him my story. This, I tell him the story of what happened. He gives me the rundown. He says, to him, it sounds like a setup. But also, the area that I was in, nothing good comes out of it. And like to gave me some, you know, words of encouragement to just choose friends.
to choose my friends wisely. And I hadn't done that in a while. Sometimes choosing friends can be like choosing fruit. You'll find a ripe, sweet fruit. And you just know, the first bite you get out of it, this is something that you want to get again. So then you go back and you pick from the same tree. And this time, the fruit that you picked is sour and bitter and disgusting. Like grapes on a vine. Sometimes those you have a few grapes on a vine that are sweet, thick, and juicy, and you want more. And then there's a few, there's a few of those grapes that are just about to become almost raisin-like, soggy. And you're wondering, how? You're all coming from the same vine. But just like grapes that you picked all on the same vine are just like people's personalities. Sometimes they're sweet and then sometimes they are nasty and have a rotten taste to them. And you choose not to eat it because it's visible. And some people choose to eat it just in hopes. Some people choose to just eat that that little soggy grape at the end in hopes that that little soggy grape is what holds more sweet juice. It just looks that way. Don't eat that grape. It's trying to tell you it's gone bad. So after I get his little speech, that's when the um, investigation nurse comes in and I tell her my story. At this time, I'm almost tired of telling the story, but I know it has to be told in order for me to ke- in order for me to keep it in my mind exactly what happened, exactly how it led, exactly how to, um, I guess, you know, um, I guess, give myself that encouragement from other people to tell me it's not my fault. In an orthotic way, it's what I needed to keep telling my story. And <clears throat> I tell her about the ambient part, about me forgetting to take my sleeping pill. She looks at me. She says, you know what? I take Ambien too. In fact, I had to go pick up my prescription today. I was like, man, I need my Ambien because I suffered through insomnia. And I said, me too. I suffered through insomnia. She said, I need my Ambien. She said, it's been times I've taken my Ambien and I forgot it. She said, Ambien can make you do a lot of things. I said, I know. I said, I'm one of those people who can take Ambien and I can walk around and do things. She said, I do too. She said, I I'm, I, I'm, I eat on Ambien. I cook and I eat on Ambien. I shop on Ambien. I, um, and it, for all that don't know what Ambien 
Ambien is, it's a sleep medication. Um, it's, it's one of the stronger sleep meds. And she was like, um, and you know, and I, and I take it and, and the next morning when I wake up, I'm like, how did all this food get cooked? And, um, why is all this online shopping stuff starting to be delivered to my door? And, you know, we had a light chuckle, but it solidified to me that I'm not the only one that takes Ambien this happens to. She said, you, you'll move around. You'll, you'll, act, you'll, you'll forget. She said, I forgot that I took an Ambien and I, and I, took, and I took a whole another Ambien later that night and was knocked out because I forgot I took it. It's such a small pill and it takes a while before it actually kicks in. Everybody tolerance is different, especially if you've been taking Ambien for a long time and you suffered through sleep insomnia. insomnia. I said, you know what? You're right. She, she commenced to do the um, rape kit on me. She was gentle. She was complimentary. It's almost like... It's not as bad as everyone thinks it is. That's one thing I want to tell anybody out there that's a victim. Some people don't want to be bothered to be touched again. But it's the kid is not as bad as, as, as what you think it is. It's actually something at the end of the day you knew, you, you feel like you're doing the right thing because you really don't know what that person has. You really don't know, you know, you you really could be a hero to somebody else that could have been, that, that, that person who assaulted you, you stopped them from assaulting another person. You start to feel like, I'm gonna be a hero one day whenever he gets caught. And if he doesn't get caught alive, a lot of crimes will probably be solved if he is a continual, if he's, a, if he's somebody that is a serial rapist, an, a serial assaulter, a child molester, and they just couldn't match up his DNA. You get to that point where you start to feel empowered. And that's how I had to go through my rape kit. Feeling empowered not feeling lost not feeling down not feeling beat up not being not feeling all these um decisions that I made the night that led up to him taking advantage of me while I was in my comatose state helpless I felt empowered while she did my rape kit. After she finished my rape kit, she said to me, assault is assault. It doesn't matter if he sticks his pinky finger in your private. It's assault. It's unwarranted. You didn't want it. You didn't ask for it. It's assault. And it will be held as assault as if he penetrated you. 
and banged your body up and left you for dead. It will be treated as assault. She ran down the questions she had to ask me. She said these questions will be yes or no, or I don't know. She said don't try to make it a yes and don't try to make it a no if you don't know. Excuse me. She said to me, she said to me, we're going to ask these questions. Did he put his penis in you? I told her, I don't know. I didn't know because if he had, I was already out. And all I can remember is his head down there um, giving me fellatio. Did he put his finger in you? I said, yes. I can remember him doing that. Did he put his finger in your rectum? I told her I did not know. Did he kiss or suck on any of your body parts? Besides your vagina. I told her. He kissed me on my forehead. She said. Did he. Did he put his mouth on your privates? I told her. Yes. She said. Okay. Now what I'm going to do. I'm finished filling out this paperwork. I'm going to send it to the lab. At this time, we have new technology. So that way you can keep up with your kit. She gave me a card with my special kit number on it. She said this number would never be duplicated anywhere in the world. It's its own number. They will never duplicate it. The card had my assault kit number on there and my password. And I can track my kit down. That's awesome. That was awesome to hear. She said, I'm also going to send someone here to also an advocate here to talk to you. Just in case you need someone to talk to, they're going to give you some pamphlets and some information. I said, okay, no problem. Then she tells me about the medications that I probably should take, which were very informing because usually you just think that you're just going to get medications to stop a pregnancy or an STD. But this particular medication that I don't think a lot of us know, which some of us think is PrEP, which is, it's a form of PrEP, which um, if you don't know what PrEP is, um, PrEP is a pill that people take if if they choose to take it that are sexually active. Um, They take it to prevent HIV, the virus of HIV. So this is a pill they have to take every day. That, that's their choice. That's their choice of medication that they choose to take if they're sexually active to protect themselves from the virus. She said, this is not PrEP. This is more of if the virus did contact, um, contracting you, if he did have something like that, even though it's oral and we're not sure if he did anything else to you and he wasn't protected, 
you have to take this pill for 28 days straight to kill that virus to prevent it from spreading and it will and it will die because you killed it because the amount that's probably was in you is is now gone it will be gone it will, it will die and it didn't have enough to survive off of I said okay <clears throat> I said okay no problem I'm gonna take the pill 28 days straight she says once you take this pill you cannot stop you have to take it for 28 days straight she said even if you feel like you're okay and you're getting tired of taking it because of some of the symptoms that it gives you don't stop 28 days straight I said okay the advocate lady comes in she talks to me she gives me some um, clothes she gives me some um, pamphlets and some information and and so on and so forth and um, the forensic nurse says that you know after this I need to go get checked up within two weeks you know just to make sure um, and get tested again to make sure everything is okay with me. <clears throat> she said if it's like a chlamydia or some type of or gonorrhea or something like that, they can get rid of the medication that they're also going to give me, which was not the HIV medicine, but it was also some other medication that was going to give me. She said that will wipe everything, chlamydia or gonorrhea, out of my system within um, within the pills that I just take tonight in there one time. Pill take, you only take it one time and it'll wipe, wipe all that stuff out. I said, okay, <clears throat> they're antibiotics. The night goes on. I see my doctor. See, I see another doctor. see another nurse. And then I go home. And I go home content. I go home content because, like I said before, I felt empowered to do my rep kit because I knew I was going to be a hero to save somebody else if if he ever gets caught ever gets caught ever gets caught he's not going to be able to touch another woman again without their permission and I helped save that woman I helped save that child I helped save that man because I don't know anybody's sexual preference. I helped save that next person from being assaulted by this man just by providing my clothes, getting enough courage, stop beating myself up, and just take a few swabs and most definitely making sure I hadn't I wouldn't contract con, uh, con, contract any type of diseases this man may have. So I felt content. And I went home. Now what I didn't tell you <clears throat> in the story because at the point in time it wasn't as relevant as it is right now. While I was going through all of that with the friend on the phone and all that other type of stuff, and I was laying down in bed in, in breaks, talking to talking to the shenanigan 
about the situation or talking to my other good friend about the situation, I can get a call. Hello? Mass P speak with? This is she. Hey, I have a job opportunity for you. And it pays what you're asking for. They need you in by tomorrow for a working interview. Do you think you can make it? Yes. I'm going to make it. I'll make it. Okay, great. I'm going to go ahead and set you up. I'm going to send you the information. And um, you'll start tomorrow for your working interview. I'll call you later that day. And let and you just let me know. Give me a recap on what you think. Okay. Thank you. I went from not having a job on Sunday night to receiving a job offer on Monday afternoon. With all this going on. Excuse me. God was with me. God has always been with me. Because I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have a job. And I was sitting at home and letting this dwell and feeling like, all because I didn't have a job, um, I I, would have never went if I had a job to go to on Monday. I would have just stayed at home. All because of that. And all the other issues that I have going on. I was blessed. To have something that pays me that I've been asking for. And on top of that, it was something to also take my mind off of it. Instead of running with the unnecessary thoughts and dwelling on somebody that doesn't need to be dwelled on. So I was blessed. I started my job the next day. I got my medication, got up early enough to go drop off my medication. Had my sister pick it up for me since I wasn't going to get off in time to get it. And I was taking my medication. It's all working out. I don't feel bad for myself. I'm still angry, but I don't feel bad for myself. I'm acting normal. And I'm sure I will eventually break down from anger from anger of not only do I feel like I was assaulted by that man oh I couldn't believe I just called him a man I was assaulted assaulted by that predator that low life scum of the earth who Oh my gosh, I couldn't even give him a crab. Call him a crab in a bucket is such an insult. I couldn't even call him shit. It's an insult. But he, whatever he is, because whatever his mind is, it is not of God. He's a parasite of a He's just a parasite. So, <clears throat> I was not only assaulted by him, but I also felt betrayed by who I thought was a friend. 
And although we hadn't been friends very, very long, you would have thought that we were. But once again, all those grapes on that one vine are not all good grapes to take in. Not all good grapes to eat. Sometimes you just have to throw those few bitter, rotten grapes away. And after I ate all of those good grapes, I made the mistake of eating one of the rotten grapes. And this, and that was the result of her actions of how she handled the situation. And now she's thrown away with no respect. I honestly will probably give a woman more respect that has sex with my man before I give it to her. And that's the truth. That's the truth. So now I'm sitting here doing this podcast feeling very revived and relieved that I could get this off my chest and hopefully it will help someone else out. But I want you guys to know before I wrap this up that if you ever been assaulted, molested (coughs) in any kind of way that you are a victim but you are more than a victim then you are less than a victim than what you think you are you are more you'll become more of a victim to your circumstances if you allow it to eat you up and swallow you be empowered Save someone else's life. Go to the emergency room. Wait those five hours. Get get that rape kit done on you. Give away those clothes that you had on. More clothes can come back. You can always buy more. Don't hang on to it. It holds a nasty spirit. It gives you a nasty reminder. Don't burn them. Give them up. Save someone else's life. Because you never know when they're going to need that assaulter's DNA. You never know. You never know. It's okay. If you need someone to go there with you. But if you don't have anyone to go there with you. There are hotline numbers that you can call. Somebody will talk to you on the phone while you sit there and you can tell them about your experience to help soothe your mind. There's somebody that is somebody out there for you. Because once you go get that rape kit done, I promise you. You know you're taking care of your health, preventing any type of diseases this man or person may have. 
they could give to you. Because <clears throat> Lord knows I wouldn't be able to live myself if I contracted anything from that man and I didn't try to go get it taken care of. I would really have victimized myself even worse. But we are victims of assault. But we are also conquer conquerors. We are victorious. We are strong. We can do this. We will make it through. Won't one person hold us back from our future, our goals? This will make us even more, will open our eyes even more to, tr to see who to trust, to, to make better decisions, to follow our first minds. This will not break us, but we will break them. So with that said, I love you all. I love you all. I love you all. And when some people start loving the people who are hurt when they're younger, maybe some of these attacks stop <clears throat> maybe but one thing I know for sure I can't love any more hurt people that's hurt like the way that who I thought was a friend to me I can't love any more of those type of people because I cannot fix them I cannot fix them and she showed her true colors and that's it and when you have people around you that show you show their true colors like that they might they basically raped you too because <clears throat> they wasn't trying to be there for you they wasn't trying to hold you or comfort you so if anybody want to reach out tell their story please let me know we can keep this topic going I would love to hear some of y'all stories even if you didn't go to the emergency room and get checked up tell us why tell us why get it off your chest let us know why <clears throat> I almost didn't make it I almost didn't make it so don't feel sorry if you didn't do it if you can, if you got something, if you contracted something from somebody and it's eating you up, tell your story. That'll probably help more women say I was assaulted and I need to go, regardless if it was a, uh, what, what, what did the um, the lady, um, the nurse lady say? She said it doesn't even matter if it's a finger that he put in you; it's still assault. But that finger holds DNA. <clears throat> that could be in your body and that could stop him or her or whoever tell him tell us your story 
Well, if y'all have any comments, questions, or concerns, you know where to find me at. Queen Peacock Podcast. And your girl is out. Be blessed. Be loved. And you'll be forever stronger when God is with you. Goodbye.